Jumper blocked. Nice job defensively by Eli. Up court to Jaden. Gibson fires across court back to Eli. Goes up strong for two, and he got the layup to go. Well done on both ends of the court by Eli. Welcome to the Tiger Sports Livestream Network Podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to episode number 10 of the Tiger Sports Livestream Network Podcast. We got a great podcast this week. Mike Doty's in on the show to talk about the softball team and everything that's going on in his life. We'll also go through the games that happened this past weekend, and we'll talk about the games that are coming up this weekend. It'll all be right here on the Tiger Sports Livestream Network podcast, sponsored by PolyEyes. Hey there, I'm Joey PolyEye, third generation owner of PolyEyes and Grinnell. Since 1957, we've been serving you the flavors you savor. Dine in, carry out, or pick up our frozen pizzas for a night in. Our promise to you, everything is made from scratch, and we only use the freshest ingredients, guaranteed. Plus, get your kids signed up for our PagSpouse program to get free pizza and shirts. Visit polyeyesgrinnellia.com or ask your server how to sign up. See you soon at Polyeyes Pizza Grinnell on 5th Ave between Main and Broad Street. Alrighty, once again, thank you to Polly Ice Pizza for sponsoring this week's episode of the Tiger Sports Livestream Network podcast. We got a good week of show here this week, well, but first we're going to go through the scores from last week before we go into our talk with Coach Jody. We'll start on the baseball side, as baseball and softball were the only things that were in session this week. The baseball team on June 17th took on Pella, the Dutch. We were there for that game. Good win for Grinnell. Two to one victory. Um, really took care of business against the Dutch and uh, a really fought out game. And uh, we had a blast going over there to the soft, or to the uh, baseball diamond and uh, broadcasting that game once again. So a good win there. On Wednesday night, they were back at Grinnell High School to take on Oskaloosa. Um, obviously, we were there for that one as well. They could not get the win in the first game. They lost 4-1, to one, but in the second game, they were able to come out strong. Good pitching performance, and Grinnell was able to take down the Indians 3-1 to one to take that series, series lead over Oskaloosa at two games to one, I believe. Then they were supposed to play Friday night, but that eventually got rained out. The softball team still did play, but uh, the boys' baseball team did not play at Newton, so that game is postponed. We do not know when that game will be rescheduled. And then on Saturday, they went to West Branch, Iowa, and won 4 to nothing. So a really good week for the baseball team in terms of getting back on their winning ways. They only lost one game, played three games. I'd say that's a pretty successful week overall. Heading over to the softball field on Monday, June 17th, they took on the Pella Dutch and got a huge win, 6-5. to five. Granted, Pella is not the same team that they've been in the Little Hawkeye Conference for that long. But uh, to get a 6-5 to five win is a huge momentum booster for the team. On Tuesday night, that very next night, they went over to South Tama, took care of the Trojans 10-4, and then played Wednesday three nights in a row and lost both games to Oskaloosa, who is obviously a really good Oskaloosa team. They got a win over earlier in the season, but Oskaloosa wasn't going to let Grinnell come back and beat them again as they lost 9-1 to and 5-1, to but still... Grinnell able to put up a pretty good fight earlier in the season. Oskaloosa just comes back a little bit stronger. And then on Friday night, they took on the Newton Cardinals. We were there for our first softball broadcast of the season. And man, it was a fun one. Great job by the whole team getting the bats going. Meredith McKnight had a great game on the mound. 
and Grinnell won 8-1 to one over the Newton Cardinals. So that pretty much does it for that past week in sports for the baseball and softball teams. Overall, pretty good weeks. Uh, the softball team went 3-2, uh, and two, and the baseball team went 3-1. and one. So a really productive week for both teams. As I said, we sat down with Coach Mike Doty of the softball team on uh, Monday afternoon, just a little bit of a few hours before their game against Dallas Center Grimes. Had a great talk with him in the softball press box, and uh, we'll get you right to that now with our interview with head coach Mike Doty. Special Alrighty, we are back for another interview for the another podcast yet this week. We're starting out in the uh, softball diamond here at Grinnell High School. We're up in the press box this afternoon on uh, here on a Monday before Grinnell's game. A few hours till the opening pitch. Here with Mike Doty. Uh, head softball coach and uh, Mike we're glad to finally get you in here we've uh, interviewed some coaches but we thought we might as well hop over to softball diamond and see what's going on yeah I appreciate you guys coming in and I've listened to a few of your podcasts and uh, been pretty impressed so I think I can handle this I hope <laughs> we'll see so we'll talk about softball here in a little bit um, I guess we'll start out uh, you grew up in Grinnell correct correct and what what uh, where in the part of town in Grinnell did you grow up when did you grow up and yeah, so I was, uh, I'm aging myself here, I was born in 1973 and uh, actually grew up out in the country, um, if you know where the uh, Berman landfill is, I grew up in, currently the Sikhs live there, grew yep. up in that house, uh, so lived out in the country and, uh, you know, played a lot of sports growing up out there and we had a big grass yard that we played a lot of baseball, we had a basketball hoop and we would always uh, mow a football field, it was about almost about 50 yards. So spent a lot of time out there. Uh, that's kind of where I developed, you know, my love for sports. My, I had two older brothers that did sports and always wanted to be like them. And we played a lot of three, three-man games. We'd create games, whatever the sport, just um, we'd have neighbors come over too. But yeah, just uh, lived, grew up in Grinnell, um, then, you know, moved away after college and made my way back. With uh, so you had two older brothers, but you had two little sisters. Is that correct? Yeah, correct. Yep, I'm right in the middle. Two older brothers, Matt and Mark, and two younger sisters, Susie and Christy. So that was how was the scrappiness when you start to throw in two sisters and you're playing sports like that? Because I'm sure that they just didn't sit aside and not play football or not play with you guys. Yeah, they always tried to to get involved in some way, and <clears throat> we usually just got mad at them and kind of beat on them a little bit. You know, they're little sisters and. They'd just kind of be in the way, but, you know, I think it made them tougher and helped them become who they are today. <laughs> so you said you played sports in high school. What sports did you play here at Grinnell? I played football, basketball, golf, and I, I played baseball for one year. Um, wish I'd have played all four years, but I didn't. But, yeah, so three sports, and my freshman year I played four. So then what got you coming into softball here if you only played baseball for one season? Yeah, that's an interesting story. You know, you know, my daughter was born um, in 2001, and um, you know, she, you know, as any typical young kid, you want to expose them to different things. She was in gymnastics, and she did basketball and softball, and you know, she never did dance, but she did a lot of different things. And you know, so I just started coaching her um, in a lot of different things, but you know, especially softball. Started out coaching her in t-ball. And really just started coaching her throughout, you know, the, the younger, you know, age groups, you know, little league. And, you know, really just started, you know, developing a love and passion for softball. I really liked the game and I didn't really know much about it getting into it. 
but I liked how it was really fast paced. I liked how you know exciting it was. Um, there's there's a lot going on in a softball game at all times. A little bit different in baseball in that regard, where you know there's more breaks in baseball. But really, just started to really like it. Megan really started to to like the sport, and it kind of became her main sport. And you know, when she was about 10 or 11 years old, we we started a travel team. I started coaching the travel team. And, you know, just my, my love and passion for the sport really just kept developing. And then, you know, <laughs> a couple years later, the, the high school position came open. And, you know, it's kind of a long story. But, you know, I, I really honestly didn't know if I wanted to do that just because, you know, coaching your daughter is, is kind of a tough thing or coaching your own kid. And, you know, I thought maybe, you know, I could probably be more valuable just coaching the girls in the off season when you can do more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the position stayed open and, you know, I got a call and was asked if, if I wanted to, to apply for it. So I ended up doing it. And, you know, here we are, I guess, five years later and I've been doing it and I've enjoyed it. And, you know, it, it, there's been a lot of challenges. There's been a lot of fun. There's been highs and lows like anything. But, you know, I, I'm happy with where the program's at right now. And I feel like, you know, we're just kind of getting started here, to tell you the truth. Yeah, it is interesting that, you know, last week, Blake asked me the same question of why did you get involved in live streaming? And I think it for every father or every parent, it's a similar thing. It's what you could do to help your kids excel and get better at it. And mm-hmm. then some of us dads are in that position. We felt if we are, we're the ones that are in the driver's seat to help drive that. And you begin to have a love. That's just like, if he goes to college, I don't think I could give this up. I just, I kind yeah. of fell in yeah. love with what we're doing. And the interaction with people is just, it's incredible. So, yeah, I mean, to sit down, and when you talk, I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, I mean, it, it's fun. Um, you know, a lot of people ask me the obvious question, so you're going to keep coaching when your daughter's gone? And, and, yeah, I am because, you know, number one, I really like the relationships with the girls, and I like the camaraderie with the team and, and, and with the other coaches. And I've got to know a lot of the other coaches, you know, really well. And, you know, it's like I think I, you know, still have a lot to offer, you know, the program. And I think we can take the program, you know, to a, another level, another step or two from where we're at right now. I feel like we've got a really good foundation and, you know, we've had definitely some bumps in the road and that's well documented. But I feel really good where we're at right now as a program. And, you know, I'd like to continue to at least, you know, to see it through and, and keep working with these girls. Jumping back a little bit, uh, where did you go to college and what did you go to college to study for or whatnot? Yeah, so I went to Iowa State University. Um, most people know my mom and dad and her big Iowa State fans are both graduates. Both my brothers went to Iowa State. So I really didn't even consider any other school. I just kind of thought I had to go to school there. So I didn't even, I wasn't one of those kids where I went on all these visits right. and, oh, I want to go to that school because they have that major that I want. I just knew I'm going to Iowa State and I guess I'll figure out what I'm going to do when I get there. So um, I started out in the business college. And actually, for a year, I, I uh, went into education and thought I wanted to be a teacher and coach because I, I kind of had coaching in the back of my mind just because I just love sports so much. But um, ended up going back uh, into, into the business school and got a degree in marketing and did an internship after my junior year at, uh, it was Brenton Bank, uh, which Wells Fargo bought. And that told me that I knew I didn't want to be a banker. I just knew I didn't want to sit behind a desk and, you know, do that sort of thing for my career. Uh, But got into sales um, right out of college. Um, I moved to Omaha when I graduated 
my current wife, Vanessa, she graduated a semester before me, and she got a job with Cargill in Blair, Nebraska, which is just north of Omaha. So I was looking for a job uh, in Omaha and Union Pacific Railroad actually came to Iowa State and recruited, and I did an interview with them, actually interviewed with a guy that was an Iowa State grad. We hit it off really well. Got the job, started in, you know, I graduated mid-May and started right after then. So lived in Omaha for three or four years, working for the railroad, good job, you know, had fun, you know, me and my wife and just us two. Did a little traveling, you know, before kids came. And then we actually both got promotions with our companies to Minneapolis, excuse me, and moved to Minneapolis, would have been 2000, 2001, and uh, worked there uh, for about three or four years, lived there. Um, my wife got pregnant with Megan, and, you know, we just decided, kind of, not decided, but we had talked, and we always, in the back of our minds, wanted to probably move back to Iowa just to be closer to family. My wife's from Williamsburg. Her parents were still living there at the time. My parents living in Grinnell. So we actually moved to Cedar Rapids from uh, Minneapolis, and my wife stopped working, stayed home with Megan. And then just an opportunity came up with my work where I was going to be covering more uh, Des Moines, Iowa City. So Grinnell was a, was a great place to, to be centrally located. So we moved to Grinnell, I want to say it's 2004, 2000, no, it's 2005. Um, and we've been there ever since. And you still work for the railroad then? No, I don't. It's funny. I, I stopped working for the railroad in 2000, and, and this is kind of a crazy story, but I actually, when I moved to Minneapolis um, a year later, my job got eliminated, and Vanessa was six months pregnant with Megan, and I lost my job. So that was kind of a defining moment in my career because, you know, at the time I was, you know, we were both kind of freaking out. We were having a baby in three months, and I don't have a job, but it all worked out. I got a, a different job about a month later, and I did that for another year. And then my sister, Susie, who was uh, in pharmaceutical sales, she worked for a company called Aventus Pharmaceuticals, and she knew that, obviously, we wanted to move back to Iowa, and she just called me one day and was like, hey, there's this job open in Cedar Rapids. you interested? And, you know, I honestly didn't really know anything about it other than that my sister made more money than I did, and she, she drove a company car. So I'm like, yeah, I'll at least look into it. Like a month later, I was starting with Aventus, and I worked for them for almost 10 years, and now I'm with a different company, but still in that same similar work. Yeah. Similar work. It's yep. pretty cool. Uh, talk about your family a little bit more. You have Megan, and then you have two sons? Is yeah, that correct? Yeah, yep, yep. Megan's a senior, then I have Will, who's a freshman. And then Derek, he will, uh, he's in sixth grade. So Will will be a sophomore. Derek will be in seventh grade mm -hmm. next year. What sports do they play? They, they play baseball. They play, what, I mean, what, what do they do? Yeah, Will does football and baseball. Baseball's probably his passion, although football's, he, he's starting to really like that. Um, Derek, he kind of does a little bit of everything. He does football. He does baseball. He does basketball. He's actually doing a little bit of golf this summer. So, yeah, they stay pretty busy, too. That's the best way to, to find your your love is just do everything. And, mm -hmm. you know, gosh darn it, if you love all of them, who cares? At least you're doing something and being active. That's a, a good good thing to have. Absolutely. Yep. So we'll move on to softball just a little bit. Um, I wanted to ask you something. The, the perception of female sports in 2019 is kind of everywhere. Mm -hmm. Uh I, you know, I saw a tweet earlier today about the WNBA. Players aren't getting paid as much as even mm -hmm. refs in the NBA. I mean, what is it? Coaching these girls is obviously difficult, and some could say more difficult than coaching a male team. Mm -hmm. uh, what is your take on all that? Why Why do these females not get the respect that they deserve in 
all types of sports. I mean, why, why is that? Yeah, and I don't know if I have a good answer for that. Um, I think it's probably gotten a little bit better, mm-hmm. you know, the last, you know, number of years. Um, but but it, it shouldn't be any different. I mean, it shouldn't, you know. These high school girls that I coach and, you know, the girls that play any sport here in Grinnell or any any program, they're, they're, they're working just as hard and doing the same things as boys are. And it, but it is different coaching girls. You know, I've coached both Will and Derek's youth teams in different sports. And girls are different. I, I don't know if I'd say more challenging, just different. You know, girls have, you know, a little bit more on their plate sometimes, you know, once they kind of hit that high school age, um, just as they become adolescents. Um, and just, you know, there's maybe more emotions involved with girls. And, and when I started coaching girls, I wasn't really good at dealing with that part of it because I really didn't even really think about it. I just thought, well, you know, you're a, you're a human being, you, you know, you're here to, to play. You should, you know, focus on this. Well, I quickly learned that there's a lot of other things going on in a girl's life that maybe isn't as important as the game that we're playing. And I could give you a couple examples, but I won't on the radio. But um, I really enjoyed coaching girls. Um, and, you know, I, I, in the back of my mind, I kind of always do, you know, do think like, well, maybe sometimes girls don't get a fair shake. And, and maybe that's, you know, sometimes I'll, I, I really fight for them. And, yeah. you know, I hope the girls realize that, that, I mean, and not just me, but Coach Plaguey, Coach Beck, you know, we'll do anything for these girls and we're trying to provide them the, the best experience possible so when they leave Grinnell High School you know they can look back on their their at least their days playing softball as a positive experience right. now like in, in most sports I mean of just being around guys and I think this even holds true in girls that they start a sport and you always see that there's certain girls or certain boys they want to be really good because they want to go to college mm-hmm. and since we're really new to the baseball softball world but we know that you know, across the way, there's a baseball player, and over here we got a softball player. Megan's going to go. But when kids come in as eighth graders, is that, I mean, do in a sport, softball and baseball, is that something that's a really a driver for them that they want to go to college and play softball? I mean, is it the same thing as we, we always hear about it basketball, just be basketball is just basketball. Football yeah. is the same way that yeah. you always. Right when they're, as soon as they have a great year, whether they be a freshman or a sophomore, it's like, well, that's what we want to go. We want to go and play in college. But, I mean, we're just getting through the College World Series. Uh, Softball should be coming. Softball finished, yeah. Finished already. But, I mean, you watch on TV of how aggressive the softball teams Mm -hmm. are. And, you know, like I said, I know that Megan's going to go play, but is that a driver for some? Like, you have two eighth graders that are playing. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to get five years of varsity softball yeah. that surely that has to mean something five years from now or even two years from now that we'll have someone showing up just like we did the baseball game the other night and there's two Kirkwood College coaches and there there's another guy on this side and they're holding their radar gun up. Yep. You know, that has to be – I just didn't know if that would be the same drive in, in these, you know, ball sports as instead of the other ones. Yeah, um, I think in softball here, you know, we have, you know, Megan will be the first girl that's gone on to play college softball from Grinnell in quite a while. And part of that is, you know, our program was down and, you know, all programs grow, you know, through cycles where they're up, they're down. And we just, you know, we probably didn't have girls that were talented enough to, to be looked at by colleges. But, you know, we've got other girls on this team that, 
you know, I know want to play college softball and I know we'll have those opportunities um, because they put in the time, they put in the effort. But it, it's probably less, I would say, in terms of softball just because, you know, there, there is a professional softball league now, but it's, you know, there, there's very few teams. It's not like, you know, the NBA has 30. So, right. But even know, then, success team. rate is like 1% right, right. at the college. You know, the, the interesting thing, though, you mentioned the College World Series. College softball now, they, I just saw this on Twitter the other day. I don't know how they determined this, but it's the most popular college women's sport now. It just surpassed yeah. basketball. And if you, like you said, you watch those college softball teams, yeah. Oh, yeah. those girls are incredible athletes. They're incredible softball players. And the level of softball that they're playing, <laughs> you know, at, at Texas and Oregon and Arizona mm-hmm. and UCLA, UCLA yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a whole different ball game. Right. But like Megan's going to Central, which mm-hmm. is a, one of the best Division three programs in the country. But there's, you know, with just within the conference that Central's in, there's Central, there's Luther, there's Co. There, there's three or four Luther. There's three or four teams every single year. They're ranked in the top 25, mm-hmm. and I've watched those teams play many times, and it's high-level softball. I mean, it's basically girls that are really good at softball. That that like like in Megan's case, she's five foot two. Now you don't see very many girls playing Division One softball that are five two. They're five ten. They're five eleven. So it's girls that are really good at softball, but maybe not as big. Maybe not. You know the the pitching's obviously better better at Division One, but you know there's a lot of good softball players in Iowa, and just within the Little Hawkeye Conference since I've been coaching, you know just off the top of my head I bet there's been six to eight Division One players go play. This year, a uh, girl for Newton that hasn't played yet because she tore ACL. Her name's Emily Vaultman. She's going to Drake. Um, last year, Indianola's number one pitcher. Her name's Sydney Sickle. She was number one pitcher this year for Illinois. Um, Alex Witt, who played at Norwalk last year, five-year starter, three-time All-State. She's playing at Grandview this year, batted over 400, had 19 home runs. She's probably going to go on to a Division One school from Grandview. So there, there's so much good softball in this state. Not only you know that'll go on to play Division One, but Division Two, II, Division Three, um, and, and it's it's a fun sport. And I think girls are really starting to get the fever of it. And I, there's so many girls too, like any other sport: baseball, football, basketball, that are playing year-round. That you know they're really developing their skills and, and focusing on it. Yeah, that was the interesting thing that I noticed at the end of last year's world series mm-hmm. for the softball i can't the top three teams those top three pitchers they they challenged their own baseball team mm-hmm. uh if they could hit off them or not and two of the three pitchers just laid down i mean it was a series of seven eight nine strikeouts in a row that their top baseball team for their college couldn't even hit off them. yeah and, and you know their baseball players were rolling back and say that's not fair because the ball's coming in like this they don't know yeah. how to judge it instead of you know a baseball pitch at least they could judge where the curve is or drop a sink into the back yeah but they said that this whole softball thing coming in and, and then turn around and complaining to the umpire and said that wasn't a strike or that was this or that was that and, yeah but the fact was they couldn't hit off them. <laughs> right, yeah, and you think about softball, you know, so the, the pitching rubber is 43 feet from home play. Mm-hmm. You know, baseball, it's 60 feet. You know, so I think, like, if a girl throws 65 miles an hour in softball, that equates to 100 miles an hour in baseball. So just for example, Paige Lowry, you may have heard of her. She's from Dallas Center Grimes. She went and pitched at Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. 
they won a national championship with her pitch. She throws 71, 72, 73 miles an hour. So that's like 110 miles an hour equating to baseball. So you can see how hard it is to hit something like that. I mean, it's hard enough if, it's, if it was just straight, but like you said, when the ball is bouncing, it's curving, it's coming in on your hands, it's almost impossible to hit. Um, you just kind of got to guess. Well, even even uh, Peyton Mayer the other night, I mean, she was she was having a bad night pitching, but she still had some that were, I mean, coming in and even falling. Yeah. Just like a sinker baseball is like you come in at this height and then all of a sudden just dip and drop, which that might have been some of our complaints on the umpire. Like, <laughs> yeah. What world is that? Well, Pey- Peyton Mayer for Newton, you know, she, she was all state last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And coming into our game, she was the – she had the lowest ERA in the conference. She was giving up .9 runs and so per many game. innings pitched. Yeah, like yeah, she seven innings. She started for five years for them and logged so many innings, and she's done. And she's going to Simpson to play, mm-hmm. which again Simpson has a, as an up and coming softball program. But it's not like she's going to Division One, and she's one of the best pitchers in our state. Mm-hmm. So well, as we talked after Friday night's game, it, it wasn't. I mean. She pitched well, but it was actually her infielders that hurt her more yeah. than anything on that game. But For sure. So we got, I mean, Newton obviously a down year. But overall, the Little Hawkeye Conference, and we've talked about this, you know, off mic, is it's a hard conference. Mm-hmm. Grinnell hasn't won a conference district since 2001, I want to say. Yeah. I mean, there's a sign on the back of this thing. The conference is good. This team is good. Mm-hmm. What is it going to take to get to that level of – winning you're already off to a good start you've won more games now or tied for the wins last year mm-hmm. How and we're halfway just, through the season well yeah, yeah and we're already we're only halfway i mean what is there to keep going upwards is it the small victories over these big teams that can slowly but surely get you guys kind of back to the top i mean it's, it's a number of different things number one it's just getting a collective group of girls you know one through how many you have out to really buy in you know they, they want it they have to want to be really good and you have to sacrifice um, and make sacrifices to be really good. You know, the good thing in Grinnell is we have a lot of kids that do a lot of sports. That, that's a positive thing. Now, in softball, most of the teams we play, like Newton, mm-hmm. most of their girls, they just play softball. Right. You know, same with Norwalk. They, they might play one other sport, but a lot of these kids that we play against, they're playing softball year-round, which is an advantage to them, obviously. But, you know, we can get there, you know – Pitching is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at any softball team, if they're really good, they have a really good pitcher. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's the exception if that's not the case. Um, and our pitching has come a long ways. Yeah, you know, you've, it has. Seen, you've seen what Meredith yeah. can do, and you'll eventually you'll see Hannah pitch yeah. tonight. Yeah. Hannah's improved immensely. Um, so they're getting there, and the great thing is Hannah's a sophomore, Meredith's a freshman. So I don't think either one of them is anywhere near their ceiling. So as they improve – as we get more girls to just buy in, to keep working hard at all facets of the game, we'll just keep getting better and better. And we're not that far away. Yeah. And, you know, maybe we don't ever get there. I don't know. But, you know, we'll, we have a plan in place. We have, you know, I, I think I know what it takes to get to that level. You know, we just got to get enough kids to buy in and believe that we can get there and then put in the work to do it. And you have a really young team. I mean, yeah. with you have four eighth graders on that varsity roster. Yep. I mean, that's that's insane. I mean, just the, the be able to grow. I mean, how many seniors do you have? Three, we have three seniors. Three yeah, seniors? yeah two, I mean, two that play and right, another right. one that, you know, doesn't play a lot, but, you know, it still contributes. Right, right. I mean, it's just there. it has to look bright, at least, like you said, that, you know, 
they haven't hit their ceiling yet, and I don't think they will. For yeah, and I think I think the most exciting thing this year so far, from my standpoint, is that I, I've seen a lot of girls kind of, I think, just kind of have that aha moment, like, mm-hmm. okay, we, we can be a good softball team, mm-hmm. and we can still get better, and I think they're, they're, they're really hungry because they know we're not there yet because, you know, we're – we're still losing some games, right. and, and you know we're going to lose games in this conference. Nobody's ever gone undefeated. But to um, be in the middle, I mean, that's where you're at. You're yeah, right yeah, in the middle. Yeah, I mean, we, we had to take us. You got to take baby steps. Yeah, and, and yeah. Right now, we're right in the middle of the conference, which is a good spot to be in. Um, but you know, it, it's a process. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt, and you know, success isn't a straight line. Usually, there's a lot of, you know. Kind of like the the, the the EKG you see, yeah. you know, the, with your heart rate, it's up and down mm-hmm. and up and down. So that that's kind of what we're on. We're on a journey right now, and you know, I'm excited to see, you know, a year from now, where are we at? Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully, we're in a better spot. Well, what are I mean, we noticed here. So we did our, our first game Friday night. The Friday night before, for some some unscheduled reasons, we didn't get to do that game like we we're supposed to. But we come over and we watched. And one thing that we noticed was. So we must bring you some good luck that that was two games that we were here, two games that were won. The the first one, uh, you guys had to work hard at it. Mm-hmm. But to see the emotions on those girls' faces, it wasn't like a surprise. It was a, a satisfaction that yeah. they actually went out and worked hard to get it. And mm-hmm. I don't know, I guess that was my question. So in the beginning of the year when you first had your first couple wins, were the girls thinking that, oh, hey, we won that game. And yeah. now it's like we did something right and we won and we're going to continue to do more things correctly to win. Is that is that the attitude kind of changing over that they're coming in saying, we got this game? Yeah. Yeah, I, absolutely. I think, I think we have a lot of girls now that know we can compete and they're not surprised when we win. You know, I think beating Oski a couple of weeks ago was probably, well, not probably, definitely the biggest win we've had, and definitely since I've been here. You know, they won state two years ago. They were ranked fifth when we beat them, and they have just a really good softball program. Like, if you're a female in Oskaloosa, softball is the thing to do. So they have a lot of good players year in and year out. They always have good pitching. They have a, a really good coach. Um, so I think beating them really solidified in a lot of our girls' minds. Like, yeah, we can definitely do this. Our good enough is good enough to, to beat good teams. Mm-hmm. We don't have to be perfect. We have, you know, we haven't played perfect, and we, nobody ever does. But if we play sound, fundamental softball, you know, it's going to be good enough most nights to win. Now, not every night, but you know, we're going to compete every night. And at least, you know, you get to the sixth or seventh inning, and, and you've got a shot. You never know what can happen, right? And we've got, you know, two or three girls now that have shown they've got potential to hit the ball over the fence. And, you know, you get a couple runners on, you're down two runs, they're a really good team late in the game, and somebody pops one over the fence, next thing you know you're ahead. And, right. you know, I mean, you can steal games that way. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that that's big is just our, our girls' mindset now is a lot different than it's been in the past. Well, it's, it's really neat to hear them walk off like after the Pella game, you know, and I've only been here 22 years, and I know that the hate, it's not a hate. It's, it's a love-hate for some of our competitors because a lot of people, like Megan's probably one of them, that when you play against someone for five years and you either had four years of getting beat and then you finally say, yeah, Grinnell took Pella in this one. You yeah. know, we, we're used to doing it in basketball, you know, so she's had that experience for the past four years. But to say, this is 
one that we haven't beat Pella in a while. Yeah. And then that night was just great to walk through the parking lot and everyone was happy. Both sides. It was of the fence. every single person that was like, well, it's just good to beat Pella. It's yeah, always good. Yeah. To two games over Pella. Two yeah. games over Pella. So that I mean that's. I think just a continued thing that we're seeing more and more and the smiles on their faces, you know, they just, yeah. they're excited about it. And this right here, the parents, you know, we look across the last two games that we've been up here. It's not just the parents in our front right hand side. We have parents that are filling up those bleachers mm -hmm. and then the kids that are coming out supporting, yeah. you know, their fellow, you know, high schoolers, I think, that's just what's incredible. I, and you see it both sides. When you guys don't have a game, I see the girls over there supporting the baseball team and vice versa. Their game got canceled the other night. So that mutual support coming back over, it just has to give more morale booster all the way across. Yeah, for sure. And that's one of the neatest things I've seen this year is just the camaraderie between the baseball team and the softball team. Mm -hmm. You know, Tony Stenberg's done a great job with that program, and, you know, I think the world of him. And I know our girls are, are good friends with a lot of the baseball players. And, you know, if, we're, if we get done before they do, our girls are, hurt, you know, hurrying to get out of the dugout to go watch them. And, and vice versa, they come over and watch us. And, you know, some even like Caden Hole, her brother Jake, plays on the baseball team. Mm -hmm. And I know we've got some girls on our team that are, have boyfriends on the baseball team. So there's a really neat uh, a chemistry between the two programs right now. And, you know, and that's the way it should be, right? We play right next to each other, yeah. which, you know, our, our setup is really neat here where, you know, you don't have to get in your car and drive to, to go watch the baseball team. You just walk, you know, 20, 30 yards, and there you are. So We all, we all kind of joked about that after, because Pella beat the boys the first game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then at, in between games, we saw the baseball players and the softball players, the girls, the boys, they're, whether they're boyfriend or girlfriend, talking and, and having conversation and we kind of turn around, it's like, hmm, if I was a coach, I don't know if I'd really want just conversation, but then it must <laughs> enough, it was enough morale booster that the boys come back and win and you guys finished off. And yeah, so all, all in all, it worked out fine, but it, was, it is interesting to see how that all works out. Yeah, just one other story on that. I forget what game it was earlier this year, but we, we were on the road, the boys were playing at home and we were at, I don't know, Wendy's or McDonald's eating and the girls were all on their phones. They were following the boys' game, and Jaden Gibson had just hit a home run, and they were all, like, going crazy in the restaurant. Oh, Jaden just went yard. So, you know, they're, like, just kind of going back to what you we were talking about. Yeah. There, there's a really uh, really cool chemistry and camaraderie between the two programs. The culture is definitely on the rise. I mean, I, I think everyone around here is excited to both watch softball mm -hmm. and baseball, and uh, – you know, as we watch this team, I think we're really proud of how they're getting going. And, yep. uh, you know, I, we're, we're proud of what you're doing. I mean, it's, Thanks. it is so much fun to watch this team and everything that they've done so far this season. And we're only halfway through, I mean, there's still yeah. a long ways to go. And, uh, we really appreciate you coming in and talking to us today because, uh, I think a lot of people need to know about what goes on I yeah. mean, what, how coaching these girls is like, and what's the atmosphere around it. Because, you know, not a lot of people know, but uh, if you had anything to say to the people of Grinnell, uh, I mean, would you tell them to come out to the ballpark, or what, what do you think they should know about this softball team? Yeah, I mean, I've said it a few times, I think, on KGRN, you know, just, just come out and watch these girls, you know, they're fun to watch, they play hard, they play together, they play the game the right way, and I think people that have come and watched, I think most of those people, if not all of them, have come back for another game, because you know, we're not perfect. We're not winning every game, but we're competing. They're playing the right way. And, you know, the other thing I'd say is, you know, 
you know, we've kind of gotten to this point where we're having more success than we've had, but, you know, any coach will tell you, you know, it's, it's not me or it's just me. Right. There's so many people that have been involved. Um, you know, I, I can't list all their names, but a lot of different coaches that have worked with these kids, you know, coming up through the ranks and spent a lot of their own time taking them to tournaments and playing a lot of games. And then, you know, the girls deserve most of the credit. I have a lot of girls, you know, especially on the varsity roster, that have put a lot of time into the game. Um, you know, again, I could give you example after example after example. You know, playing on different teams, playing together in the fall and the spring. You know, just coming to hitting practice in the winter. You know, when they're playing other sports, and you know, and that's what it takes. And you know, I think the girls, like I've kind of mentioned earlier, ha have seen now that you know their hard work is starting to pay off. And I, I mean, hoping anyways that the younger girls. That, that are that are playing but still have time left, you know, or are getting that that fever that hey, you know, I, I want to be like Megan and Kiana when I'm a senior, and you know, have a good senior year, and you know, and, and then that just builds and, and it manifests itself, and you know, and that's how you, you sustain success over time. Well, I I think one of us said it on the last softball game or whatever. Your team, we talk about individual leaders. It seems like your whole team is full of leaders. Yes. And yes. I feel like it's just something really to be proud of. Yeah, definitely. Um, and just wrapping it up here, yeah. You know, our, our three captains, Megan and Kiana and then Kate Kriegel, have done a phenomenal job. But like you said, and, I, and I've said this every year, like you don't have to be a captain to be a leader. We yeah. need every girl to be a leader in, in some way. And I've seen that from so many different girls, you know, Hannah Behrens, Lindsay Hollabaugh, Meredith McKnight, those three – you know, have really stepped up this year in their own way. You know, you watch Meredith pitch the other night. You know, I think Kelsey Van Compernel made a, a really nice play kind of behind second base. And, you know, Meredith sprinted out of the circle and ran out there and congratulated her. And that's what it's about. And that's what I, right. I want our girls to do. Yeah. Like, I tell them all the time, like, celebrate success. You know, get excited for each other. That's what good teams do. And when you see that happening, you know, you know you're starting to build something. Yeah, we, you know, we noticed that the first night we come and watch you guys play. And in fact, I, th I think I even had two or three pitchers in the media day. Mm -hmm. uh, every time there was a good play, they all went to the circle, and it was either fist bumps or high fives yep. before everyone went back to where their where their position was. And Blake and I both said, it's like, yeah, that's incredible. It, it, it isn't, you know, one sand to there. Everyone's coming, and it's a – a community and, and I think if the gals weren't so far out in the outfield they'd come in and join in too yeah but yeah it, it was pretty neat yeah our dugout the other night um I don't know if you could hear them from up here no, but we could hear them but, <laughs> but I mean that they, they were loud and they were boisterous and you know and, and you know we haven't been like that every night but that that was as good as our as mm -hmm. our dugout has been and you know most of those girls in that dugout weren't playing mm -hmm. you know so that's when I know we're starting to get somewhere when I've got girls that aren't necessarily going to play in the game but but they're invested in what's going on and they're trying to help their teammates well we uh, appreciate you stopping by uh good luck tonight against dallas yeah, center thanks. grimes we'll be here broadcasting the game and good luck the rest of the season all right thanks guys Thank appreciate you. it thanks Mike. hey there i'm joey polyi third generation owner of polyi's and grinnell since 1957 we've been serving you the flavors you savor dine in carry out or pick up our frozen pizzas for a night in our promise to you Everything is made from scratch, and we only use the freshest ingredients, guaranteed. Plus, get your kids signed up for our Pax Pals program to get free pizza and shirts. Visit polyeyesgrinnellia.com or ask your server how to sign up. See you soon at Polyeyes Pizza Grinnell on 5th Ave between Main and Broad Street. Alrighty, once again, thank you to Mike Doty for stopping in and talking to us here on the podcast. 
it was really nice, really nice to sit down with Mike and just talk about how the team's going and, you know, talk about his life. Uh, I learned quite a bit through softball and everything else and his take on a few of the questions that we asked him. And, um, you know, he, he really loves that softball team. And I, I think he, he truly knows that they are getting better and that the process is just continuing. And I think they are really, really excited for what's to come. And, uh, you know, only halfway through the season already having uh, tied the most amount of wins that they had last year. Um, that is just an absolute big accomplishment. I mean, it is just absolutely incredible what they're doing over there. And we're so happy to be broadcasting them and what's to come the rest of this season. Speaking of what's to come, let's talk about what's going on this week in Tiger Sports. On Monday, June 24th, the day this is released, the boys' ninth grade baseball team went to Dallas Center Grimes this morning for a double header, and uh, we don't know the scores to those, but we hope that you did pretty well. They usually have been on a winning record this season. They're a really good JV baseball team. Uh, at 5.30, the doubleheader for the girls' softball team starts against Dallas Center Grimes at 5.30. That'll be broadcasted on the Tiger Sports Livestream Network uh, YouTube channel. And then also at 5.30 is the baseball boys doubleheader. So two really good baseball games going on, or baseball and softball going on tonight. So if you want to come out to the ballpark, enjoy both games. You can watch one and then watch the other. Either way, Dallas Center Grimes, the Mustangs are the foe tonight for both teams. Uh, going on to Tuesday, Grinnell plays again at home at Fowler Field against the Knoxville Panthers. Knoxville, obviously the last time Knoxville came to this Ballpark, we all know what happened. Grinnell won on the sacrifice squeeze to move on in the uh, playoff bracket. So, you know, Knoxville's going to have a little bit of revenge on their minds. At least I could totally see that happening. So they'll come to town. That's on 7.30 on Tuesday, June 25th. That game will be broadcasted on the Tiger Sports Livestream Network. On Wednesday, it looks like there is more baseball and softball going on at Pella Christian High School. Both the softball and baseball teams head to Pella Christian to take on the Eagles. Both games are at 7.30. Moving on to Thursday, doesn't look like there's anything going on unless you're a parent of a football player. There is a GHS football parent committee meeting on Thursday, June 27th at 6 o'clock. I know my dad and I are very excited to get the football season going, and uh, we look to get Coach Souser up in the uh, booth to talk with him a little bit as a possible guest on the podcast here in the next couple of weeks. On Friday, there's a boys' baseball doubleheader and a softball doubleheader, both here at Grinnell High School against Indianola. The boys struggled against Indianola last time, and obviously the girls' softball team is going to be facing one of the best teams in the state Friday night. And the Tiger Sports Livestream Network will be at the softball diamond broadcasting that game. So we'll hopefully see an upset happen, and I know Coach Doty would love to see one happen as well. Uh, I know he is really looking forward to that game, and that's one that they've had circled on their calendar for a long time. And then for the first time in a while... There is nothing going on on Saturday, June 29th. So that'll wrap it up for this upcoming week in sports. Again, we want to thank Coach Mike Doty for stopping in and talking with us about the softball team and what's going on with him. And uh, remember, the sponsorship for this podcast was Poly Eyes Pizza. And uh, make sure to tune in to the Tiger Sports Livestream Network podcast every single week for a new upload. And make sure to check out our Facebook pages and our YouTube pages. If you check out our Facebook page, it's probably going to say it's blocked. One of the reasons could be was because we, for some reason, got a copyright strike or something happened. 
that Facebook ended up taking down our page for three days. We're trying to get that all sorted out. It should be sorted out and we should be back up and running here soon. But if you're looking for the uh, baseball game tomorrow night or the softball game tonight, on Facebook. It will not be there. We're just going to be on YouTube until most likely Friday. So anyway, thank you to everyone for listening to this podcast number 10 of the Tiger Sports Livestream podcast. Uh, once again, I'm Blake Walker. Dan Walker was alongside me for the interview. Once again, thank you to Mike Doney for sitting down and talk with us. And uh, have a great week, everyone, and go Tigers! Mm-hmm.